Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Virtuous Unicorns podcast. In this show, we are joining up with the lovely Tony Wheel for her health Q&A shows, which are currently live streamed on her YouTube channel. Okay, YouTube is telling me we are live, so I trust YouTube. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. What a way to start again. That was hard (laughs) to get that out. I trust. (laughs) Okay. Hi, everyone. This is Tony Wheel and Sarah from Virtuous Unicorns. Um, For people who don't know us, maybe we need to do a little uh, introduction. It needs to be done once in a while. I am... I am a Dr. Morse um, practitioner, counselor, detox specialist. I am certified with iridology, but I keep saying I need to, need to dig into that more. But I have a, uh, a, a wonderful person who, who helps me with the, uh, uh, with the iridology reading. So I'm very grateful for that. So we can still get it done. Um, I, I got to uh, Dr. Moore's and I could actually say he did save my life because I was very, very sick. And although I thought being on the right path with my uh, diet, uh, apparently I was not. And I was already raw and mostly fruit, but still ate a lot of nuts and seeds and it didn't help me. And Dr. Moore's told me to stop eating that. So I did, and that was um, then progress and magic uh, happens. It just, you know, this is it in a nutshell. I'm uh, with um, this whole fruitarian lifestyle now for three years. And I know I still, you know, it's a journey. I still have, personally, I still have a lot of uh, healing to do. But uh, we're always working on it, and I love doing it, and I'm well aware of everybody else's struggles because I know my struggles to, uh, to keep, uh, keep at it with the 100% fruit. It's not always easy. And, um, and then we have Sarah with us, who is always uh, <laughs> helping me out, because last week I thought she was not, because her connection was bad, and I felt I was kind of on my own. And I missed it. <laughs> I'm sorry. So I was kind of, I don't know, I was kind of, uh, you know, just just talking uh, like like the a mile a minute uh, talk, like my brain often uh, does. But um, yeah, Sarah, so please um, say a little, tell us a little bit about you. Well, I hope you can hear me better today. Is that perfect? Okay, good. <laughs> Yes, I do apologize. Uh, apparently the Wi-Fi in that area just wasn't good. Plus there was a storm rolling through, but I tried to be there and chat for you. So, but I think it went pretty well. And plus we did have a little pop in from Justin and Aaron at the end there too. That was wonderful. And we finally got to talk to JV, which was great too. Um, yep. So my name's Sarah. Um, my mom, my mom, Barb and I, we do the Virtuous Unicorns uh, Barb will hopefully be joining us um, soon, um, more on the podcast, uh, eventually in the future, but she kind of does more of the background kind of stuff as well. Uh, we're both just on this journey. Um, we've done vegetarian, vegan, plant-based, um, whole food. Now we've kind of feel like we've come to the top of the pyramid with finding Dr. Morris, Charlie, Tony, and everyone else in Colleen of like really finding out that pinnacle of truth. And we feel like this is the way we feel it in our soul. We feel it everywhere. So now we're on our journey of fruit and raw and, you know, finding our way back to God and learning that we are the true unicorns here on this earth and we're God's unicorns. Isn't it amazing all the uh, diets, ways of eating we have been uh, through I mean, mine started mm-hmm. out as a typical Dutch uh, Dutch food, and uh, but in my teens it was uh, macrobiotic, vegetarian, vegan. Dr. Atkins, 
I'm almost embarrassed to say oh, that. I never did that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I wanted to lose weight so desperately. And that seemed to be the key, not knowing then that it should have left all those grains and beans out and I would have been fine. But heck, you didn't know. And you followed with whatever people telling you to do and showing you, oh, but it works. And then, you know, realizing it doesn't work at all. So then I got to, um, what else did I do? One said it was a caveman diet and it was like um, keto. Of course I did keto. And I did uh, whole foods. I did raw, uh, what is it? Raw vegan. Um, oh no, it was vegan keto. And it, and it, and I was, I was just getting sicker. And that included actually at the end, when I was at my worst, it was medical medium too. Mm -hmm. I still see a lot of people combine it and I am like, then you're not on the right path with your, with your food. It is so simple. The whole, the whole um, yeah, idea of what we need to eat, so easy. It's not complicated at all. <clears throat> Do we need to eat all the, I saw that yesterday on, on a fruitarian group actually, where they were saying, um, for your health, you need to eat all the uh, colors of the fruit. And I'm like, no, you don't. <laughs> I mean, if you have days that you would, because you are, you stay, you, you know, in nature, you would be in an area with only oranges, you eat only oranges. You're in an area with only mangoes, you eat only mangoes. It, you know, it doesn't matter. You don't need to eat all the colors. And I, I don't know where that is coming from. Right. A lot of the people that do talk about which doctor is it Dr. Gregor? Dr. Gregor has an app where he actually helps you to get all those little bits and pieces in. And it is something about like eating the rainbow. Um, there's also, I can't think of his name at the top of my head, but he's an ultra marathon runner. He's a vegan one. And he talks about that too. Um, so I know that a lot of people do talk about eating the rainbow, eating the colors and whatnot. Yeah, but why make it so complicated? Exactly. I mean, it, that actually adds stress to your life mm -hmm. because you get to a point, it's like, oh no, I cannot get that. And I do need that. And I have to have that. And otherwise I'm not going to be healthy. And it's, that's not how it works. Mm -mm. You know, you just keep it, keep it simple, keep it easy. Yeah. I and, feel like these are all like steps though. And that's why I was kind of describing it as the pyramid where there, there's a whole bunch of this, information at the bottom of the pyramid that's why the bottom is so big and that's where we all find the um you know vegetarian where most people start out like okay well i'll give up meat but i'm still doing like cheese and eggs and whatnot then you master that then you take another step up now you're like okay no eggs and another step no cheese and the next thing you know you're vegan and then you're you know cutting out the vegan junk food so that's kind of how I always try to visualize it and you're taking all those steps. Now, is this path the very top of the pyramid? Um, from, from what I know at this point, I feel like it is, but um, I don't know how much more clean you can get than just raw fruit at this point. And, you know, some veggies, I mean, I, I know you can do water fasting, dry fasting, whatnot, but I, I, I personally don't feel like our bodies in this time are ready for that kind of stuff because we've just abused them so much. I don't know if I would ever feel okay with advising someone to take those steps, but um, yeah, I feel like we're at the very near tip of the pyramid with this information that we currently have. Yeah, I, I just see that what Katie said, um, that it was posted, um, each color of a fruit has energetic energies. Yeah, could be, but should we worry about it? I don't believe so. Um, I think life is about simplicity mm -hmm. and everything has been made super, super complicated and with the internet and all the information that comes out and now it's all in the fruitarian direction and you get more things coming out and people worry more and I try to you know get away from all the the worries that you have to have certain things or else uh, fruit is high frequency no matter what you know and in raw fruit of course when we talk about fruit we talk about 
real honest ripe fruit and um, uh, for me avocados are not a part of that i think there is uh, has been a lot of manipulation with it and it's not a detox uh, or detox uh, healing uh, healing fruit i saw just from uh, jacob van tongeren um about um what was it the that beautiful yellow flower that in uh, in holland we actually call that paardenbloem which is uh translated horse flower and uh, i just saw what he wrote and now i can i i don't see it um my gosh what is what is the name of that uh, that flower oh, dandelion Dandelion, oh, a beautiful, beautiful name. I love the name. <laughs> so now when I hear, there's even uh, in Orlando, there is an, uh, a vegan restaurant, it's called Dandelion. Um, but um, the funny thing was when I bought a house in, uh, in the Netherlands, that was in, a, near, in the province of Groningen. And uh, when we came there, there was only the only thing that was growing there was a little yellow flower and i've always believed that uh, or i've seen it that um, herbs the herbs that you need will grow right where you live that is how nature works and i thought that was so beautiful so when we moved there there was this one little flower that grew all over the yard front yard side yard backyard it was everywhere but the next year, that flower was gone. We bought it, you know? So that energy was different and I did not need that flower. But lo and behold, it was dandelions all over the place. Now, dandelions in the Netherlands are considered as the worst weeds that you can imagine. People hate it in their yard. Mm -hmm. And my yard was full of it. <laughs> <laughs> and I probably needed it. Uh, JV, I cannot talk about what you were, what you are asking. Um, if I want to keep myself out of trouble, I would love to talk uh, with you uh, about it in private and tell you exactly what uh, I experienced and what I think is going on. But um, I don't need any uh, any issues uh, with him. <laughs> exactly. <clears throat> I, uh, it's just another it, you could say it as it's just another level you know it's just another stepping stone to get there to you know the top in a way in yeah. a way and but without naming any names yep. it is 50 percent good information and 50 percent that keeps you right where you were mm -hmm. so if that is not a red flag you know but think about it and, you know, like when number one bus selling, you know, that's not always a good thing either to be on that list. <clears throat> no, no, it's not. And Katie was nice enough to give me a bunch of questions. <laughs> what do you put on sunburns? Well, I have experience with this just recently from being in Florida. <laughs> I got sunburned <laughs> just on my neck area, nowhere else, just on my neck. And um, I used coconut oil and it went away the next day. So I don't know if that was good, but that's what I had on hand. And it, it was still a bit red, but it definitely didn't hurt. I got a nice warm shower, put some coconut oil on it. And the next day it didn't hurt. Well, that is always a good thing. It, <laughs> it's always better to prevent uh prevent any sunburns, but uh, it's easy to get sunburns when it's not that hot and you have a strong breeze, which you had the last week in Florida, mm. and you don't even notice that you get sunburn. And you don't feel it until later in the evening or the next day. Um, when I first came to the US in 81, um, that was the first time that I heard about um, aloe vera. And um, being you know, on a motorcycle, you're out in the sun the whole day, and being a red wet, a red head with uh, a lot of freckles, yeah, you get sunburns. I now I don't get it anymore. Maybe because of all the fruit, because that is one thing that I heard is that when you are on a fruitarian lifestyle, you don't get those sunburns as do, do before, like before. 
And um, I think I only had one time that I needed to use something and that was actually uh, aloe vera, something in a bottle that was really cooling. I think it may have had some peppermint in it, what makes it feel cold. Um, yeah, other than that, I, I really wouldn't know uh, what to do. It, it is being said, no oils on, on heat. Um, but, you know, if it helps you, you, you try it on a small spot and see how it goes. Mm -hmm. It did always the redness away, too. Yeah, always the best is uh, to get something that is fresh. And nowadays, you can actually find uh, aloe vera in, in a grocery store. Yep. We used to just open the plant. My grandmother would tell oh, us. Oh, yeah, but you need and... to have a plant. Yeah. But everybody has it, you know, if you live, if you live in a city, you don't have it. And, but I had never seen aloe vera plants um, uh, in, in a grocery store in uh, the last few years. Yeah, they are there. Big leaves. I have them in my yard, too. Yeah. And the, 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 I barely give them any attention. They're actually in the area where I cannot get with watering them. And it's kind of dark and they grow like crazy, yeah. <laughs> even in a pot. <laughs> So yeah, they are around uh, when you need them um, and use them. Only Dr. Moore said, don't eat it. Don't eat that stuff, what's inside. Yeah, I don't know how anyone actually eats that. That That's right up there with watching somebody eat, um, what are they, clams? Yeah. Oh my gosh. <laughs> you know. <clears throat> you know. So, and, and the other question is, prior to switching to an all raw fruit diet, I had canned food, fruits, vegetables, beans, and my cabinet. Yep, so did I. They are still there and haven't expired, so now I'm wondering what to do with them. Eat them, throw them away, or donate them. Well, I, I wouldn't throw them away. I mean, there are other people, in a, in a way, I felt like, how can I give them away if I know they're not good for us? But it doesn't matter. People eat them anyway. So they are on their journey. We are on ours. So I knew people who, uh, who would eat it no matter what I would tell them. And so, yeah, I did, uh, I did give it away. I did keep some, you know, just in case. <laughs> and I know we can, you know, if there is not enough food, we can fast. And I'm sure we can. I know, you know, I've been on a water lemon fast for 40 days. I mean, I know I can do it. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Um, and then the other question was about nail polish. And just before we started with the show was, um, <laughs> I, I told Sarah that and I was like, oh my God, what was that brand? So she was gonna go run upstairs to get the nail polish. So I was like, hold on, I have it too. And lo and behold, we both had the same brand. It's called Zoya, Z-O-Y-A. Mm -hmm. And um, I have, I used it even before I started with all fruit and I had psoriasis and it never bothered me. Now I do have to say I only use it on my toenails, but uh, the last two years I have not, I've not used it anymore. It's a very but, nice nail polish too. I mean, it goes it on very well and everything. Yeah, and it lasts. And um, yeah, it's um, you have it in a, you do it in a few layers, three actually, mm -hmm. and um, even have the stuff to uh, to get the nail polish off. I uh, I went to a nail salon and she always was like, oh yeah, you have to use your own stuff. I did not want to use anything that uh, that they were using there. So yeah, go to, I think the website is just Soya. Let me check if they have it on their boxes. Yeah, Zoya.com. I also use their nail polish remover too. It's purple. It's called, it's the Zoya 3-in-1 yeah, remover. Their, yeah, that mm -hmm. is what I mentioned. It's their brand. I have that too. Mm -hmm. it smells. And it doesn't, it doesn't stink. <laughs> so. I think it smells pretty good. <laughs> I mean, I'm not. But I do have to say, it's not. Um, I used to have always nail polish on my toenails. I thought it looks kind of cute. And I was like, we don't need it. I'm not going to tell you that, although this is kind of safe, you're still blocking something off that shouldn't be blocked off at all. So, you know, it is, an, uh, it is a once in a while. Yep. 
I, I usually only do like just through the summer, maybe like, you know, if I'm wearing flip-flops or something like that. And, but, you know, I definitely don't wear all year long. Yeah, that is the thing, you know, you're in Florida, you're always bare feet, you know, sandals. Mm-hmm. And uh, I have my boots and I'm like, it's too hot for boots. <laughs> <laughs> so no, won't, don't wear that at all. Mm-hmm. Another question is how to get better at deep belly breath so that it becomes natural. Um, yeah, it, it's uh, you, you for you. Yeah, you start with focusing on it, and I think by doing it longer, it will become more natural. Um, I cannot say that I mastered it because I have not been focusing on it, and I know I should. And it is a good reminder, thank you, Katie, that I need to work on that. What would you say about that, Sarah? Sorry, I couldn't, I was on mute. I was writing our notes for our show. Um, (laughs) They, um, I try to, so just this recent time when we were traveling, it was like, um, there were some issues with, some of our family members at the airport and it was becoming very stressful. And I caught myself like holding my breath um, as I was like standing there. And so I was um, just trying to just bring myself back and be conscious about it and try to, I think in the very beginning, I set little alarms for myself and I would even do them like on the hour because my watch will like tap me on the hour if I ask it to. And so I was kind of using those to just bring myself back to presence and try to do some belly breathing at that time. But the most recent one was I was catching myself basically kind of like holding my breath during the stressful issue. And so I was like, no, just bring myself back to center and just really focus on it and just, you know, do like 10 of them, 15 of them or whatever. And, um, I also noticed too, when I was watching people breathe and uh, I was doing with one of my family members, their chest is what rises, their belly does not expand. And so I kept trying to explain to them they're breathing wrong and they, they couldn't get their belly to push out for the breaths. So it is something like it is training. You do have to work on it. And, uh, but it's like almost like using your lower diaphragm area and your upper stomach muscles. Yeah, but I think to to have it to a point that you unconsciously do it because it's just natural, it it I think it requires some uh, some doing. Mm-hmm. Definite training and the reminding of doing it too, and catch yourself holding your breath throughout the day because even if I'm working, I'll see that I'm not like breathe. I'm I'm very shallow breathing if I'm like working on my computer or whatever too. And it's just taking, just being in the knowing and hearing your body and being in tune with it too. And just taking those little breaks. I think that is, that is a good thing that when you are doing something that you like to do, for me, it's, you know, going out in the yard with my flowers and my fruit things. And then being in the now that you then focus on it and just staying there as long as you can. Staying in, in that now with mm. that breathing until it, um, I don't know, it, does it really become that people only do their belly breaths automatically? Is anyone here that, that is now here with us doing that? I'm, I'm curious. I don't find it an easy thing. Uh, the only time I know is like if I'm really because I don't know I'll catch myself but even if I just sit here and start breathing now it is like my stomach muscles are working whereas like my chest is not rising but I don't know how to explain it anymore yeah so do we have Katie you have more questions (laughs) keep them coming (laughs) (laughs) I have been asking for more people to come on the, on the show, I, uh, but I didn't get any emails. I, I, I have to check if I, uh, I'm overlooking something. 
So you keep talking in the meantime. I was, uh, I already answered Katie's question that she'd asked me how I found my way on this path, which I feel like I've been kind of doing even anyway during this podcast. But um, yeah, I mean, I definitely found Charlie and Colleen first during the pandemic. And I think like everybody was searching for this can't be really, really what is going on. So I think that's what we were all kind of looking for. And then of course, you know, I always visualize too, it's like when I'm ready to learn something, that path or that door will open. And so that is why that path opened, or maybe even why this pandemic happened is for that most of us can wake up. But then I was fortunate enough to meet Tony through all that too. And, um, you know, link up that way and start this journey because I have, um, I was going to be a doctor right out of high school. I did start all of that and then decided I do not want to be a medical doctor. And then, so I started the path of naturopathy and the naturopaths that I did work with, it seemed like nobody would leave their office without paying three, four, five hundred dollars. And yet the naturopath was still eating meat, dairy and eggs, and they were just still treating symptoms. So it almost felt like, nope, that's not my path either. And then once I started hearing Tony speak, and then I found Dr. Morris through Tony, that was like, that's my path. It was just, I, I know it is my path. So that's how I got here. Again, just more stepping stones along the way to get me to where I need to go. Yeah, it's kind of sad that, um, and, and I hope that will change and that um, people like us will be more um, well accepted by uh, the mainstream uh, medical, I don't think that's ever going to happen. Um, we just Money. learned that, yeah, we just learned that uh, the guy who does the uh, pH um, uh, has the pH book out and it's about an alkaline lifestyle and he wrote books but he talks about curing he's been arrested. Ugh. So he can't use jail. that word. <laughs> yeah, he's in jail now. And mm. but it is like um practicing practicing um medicine without a license. Yeah. And um I have been looking into um becoming a naturopath, the Dr. Morse way actually. Mm-hmm. But um, you, it still required that you learn all the um, yeah all the things that doctors need to learn, and I'm like, why would I do it? Would I do it because I do want to have that knowledge, or am I going to do it because um, people would accept me more? And um, yeah, I was like, no, I'm, I keep doing what I'm doing. And I, of course, I keep learning because there's always more to learn, but not the medical mainstream stuff. Mm-hmm. And uh, no, I do not need uh, a doctor, you know, in, in, in front of my name. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't find it important when I talk to people, they, you know, I know I can help people. And we talk sometimes for, well, sometimes up to three hours, even, you know, with the first uh, call that like a discovery call. And uh, it's, I think it works well this way. You know, I, I can share what I learned without being a doctor. But yes, we have to be really careful with what we, uh, what we share and what we say. And even the words about uh, that we would cure anything. We don't cure anything. Mm-mm. You know, and and we don't have treatments to cure anything. We're not about treatments. The body, you know, cures itself. But I think you're not even allowed to say that. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, and there is no food. <laughs> yeah, there is no food that that cures you. So although the 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 um, the fruit is what gets us on a healthier path, it's not what is curing us. Mm-hmm. It is, you know, you leave all the junk out. That is what gets you on the right path. And, um, but yeah, it, over the years, we've been messed up so badly. It's, it's ridiculous how our bodies are. Right. Sometimes, you know, it's amazing that we're still around. 
it's a sheer miracle that we make it as far as we do with what we do to our bodies. Yeah, it, it is. Um, I, I just saw something. Yeah, sorry that I got off track again when I start reading, uh, <laughs> reading the chat. It's like Penny mentioned, began with two years of yoga and the belly breathing became natural. Okay, that's good. Uh, Dave says, over time, my be belly breathing has overtaken the big lie of chest breathing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, are berries um, acid or sub-acid fruits? Um, some are actually acid, well, and, and, and some are sub-acid. But it doesn't really matter. It only matters when you start combining the fruits because you only combine um, sweet with sub-acid or sub-acid with acid. You do not combine um, sweet with acid fruits. Now, a blueberry is considered an acid fruit. So you do not combine them with bananas. <laughs> and the person that we spoke about before that I have uh, not much trust uh, in has actually a very famous recipe where you have bananas and blueberries together. Mm -hmm. And that is not a good combination. Now, would it hurt you for some? It depends on where your health is at. You know, if you, if you have problems with um, the burping and gas in, in, you know, the fruit is fermenting. No, you don't want to do that. You want to be careful. So it's always, we always get back to listen to your body. And um, if, 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 you eat certain foods and then it's like, oh, that this doesn't feel good. You know, I start burping and I have pains and I have gas. It's like, okay, stop eating it. And you may think that you, in your life, you should be able to eat anything and everything. I could, I, I don't even have a gallbladder. I haven't one for many, many years. And I could literally eat anything and everything it doesn't even nothing was ever bothering me <laughs> i wish it did <laughs> so i could eat fats no problem but did i mess uh, my body up by doing that yes of course so you don't always have the signal actually that you need but i got other signals you know that something wasn't right but it's like with, with um, um, pizzas, first of all, you have grains, you have, you have cooked tomatoes, very acidic, very acidic. Uh, you have the cheese, so you, and then people don't feel good after eating it. You get acid reflux, and uh, I know if I wouldn't eat any of that stuff, I would get that. And then still wondering, what can I do about the acid reflux? And I'm like, okay, maybe stop eating the pizza. Mm -hmm. So if you have a certain reaction to food, then be aware which food it is, stop eating it. If it is a food that shouldn't really give you any problems, then stop for a while. And, and maybe in the meantime, you're healing more parts of your body and you can eat it again. I mean, there are people who cannot eat apples. Um, apple juice is absolutely my favorite. I, I drink a liter a day. Applesauce, doesn't matter. I love apples. But some people cannot handle it. So we are all at a different state of, of health where you can, one thing you can do and another, another food you cannot handle. Yeah, I, a berry smoothie with banana every rising. Yeah, well, it would not be recommended uh, by us because and I and I absolutely I agree with you. It is so taste. It tastes so great. You know, you 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 put a banana in it because if you have just berries with water or berries with um, coconut water, the taste is not that great. <laughs> and now you add the bananas in it, and it is amazing. Is it really healing? No, no, not for everyone, because it will ferment in your body and you don't want the fermentation. So it, bananas don't always agree with me, especially with that concoction. Um, I definitely did it for a long time, but I was definitely having it wasn't even just indigestion. I mean, it was just pain. 
Amazing. Mm-hmm. That would be another reason we probably don't want to eat the rainbow either is because technically we're supposed to really just mono meal because if you think about way back in the day before cars and everything like that we couldn't just go to the grocery store and buy every single fruit that was there from every country around the world you would go to your apple tree and sit down and eat or go to your cherry tree and sit down and eat you wouldn't um, you know have a variety of different foods in the first place so eating the rainbow probably is something that came about in the more recent years, not necessarily how we should really be eating. It's one of the things that absolutely do not make sense to me. I don't care who tells us we should. Um, it's it doesn't make sense to me. It's um, it it doesn't uh, it doesn't seem natural. And uh, no, no. And and you're right. You know, you you live at what you can get. But I, I, but what worries me is the aspect of uh, you should, you know, you have to, you should, and um, then then you you add stress because you cannot always do that. And besides, you know, the best way to eat fruit anyway is is mono fruit, and uh, like I have a bowl with um, with mangoes that I desperately need to cut up and eat. <laughs> And then it's like, oh, okay, I had my apple juice earlier. Um, I'm out of oranges today. So yeah, next is mangoes. Keep it simple. Mm-hmm. Keep it just simple and, and easy. For sure. Oh, uh, ripe is mangoes and cantaloupe. I haven't had a good tasting cantaloupe in years. I haven't either. It's it. I don't know what it is. Maybe and I miss them. I, I do love cantaloupe. <laughs> Grow, grow them myself. Okay, I see a question. What is dulse flakes for? Mm-hmm. Um, dulse helps you with um, with your thyroid. And um, we all seem to have an issue with our thyroid. And I'm actually amazed about that. When I was in my teens, I had a thyroid issue. This is a long, long time ago. But now when I whenever I talk with people, everybody has thyroid issues. And, you know, where is this coming from? Is it what is in the water? We're not going to talk about that today. (laughs) (laughs) Or what is not in the water? What is in the water? Yeah. (laughs) It is. um, Yeah, it's. um, So, yeah, I do. I do um, uh, eat dolls uh, sometimes. I haven't had it now for a few weeks. Um, I know when my when I get really cold, even if it's warm outside, then yeah, I need some more of the iodine that is in in the dulls, or I want something salty, and I just you know pour some hot water over the dulls and yeah, eat it. Or you can add it to a smoothie; you barely taste it. Does dulls so, also help trap any kind of um, like? Um... I can't think of what, how seaweed will grab on to stuff in the ocean and they will hold on to it without letting it go. Like the, um, I don't know. I feel like they did something like with oil spills or whatever, or nuclear waste when it was in there, they will grab on to all that stuff and hold on to it without letting it go ever. You mean uh, iodine? Is that the iodine is what does yeah. that in those? Yeah, they you, you need iodine when you have an issue with your thyroid. It doesn't yeah. matter if it's hyper or hypo. It's um clean it up. Yeah. But it's um uh not not the iodine that you buy in a bottle. Please never ever go that route. You don't not want to do it. You're you're gonna mess up uh, your body. Um where you can buy dulse flakes, um I, I get them uh, from the health food store or sometimes from Amazon. And they are actually called, and I will look it up for you. Um, of course, getting slow then. Uh, it's Dulse Flakes, and I have tried out a variety of Dulse Flakes only to always end up with the same one because they are soft. Uh, and they are from Maine Coast Sea Vegetables. That is uh, the name on the package and then Dulse Flakes. 
So you can you can put them on on your salad. It doesn't matter. You know, it's it's uh, it's easy to use and they're not overpowering in uh, in taste. I found. So have a look at that. So it's main coast sea vegetables. I found them where they were on Amazon a little cheaper. Mm -hmm. oh, you already wrote it down. Thank you. Yeah. Um, what else did we have? I do have a question about soap nuts, or at least something that I learned that I would like to share with you once we're done with all those questions. I just don't want to forget. Go ahead. I was learning that you can make your own shampoo from soap nuts as well. Have you ever tried that? No, because I did not know that. Yeah. So I just did like a quick search on what else you can do with your soap nuts. Apparently you put six of them in some boiling water, you let it boil down and then you take the soap nuts out and you, that's now your concentrate, which can also be your concentrate for laundry, but you can use that as a concentrate for shampoo as well. Uh, she was adding, um, let me see if I can find the exact recipe, but she added some other um, items in there such as dried rosemary and sage. And then- Well, it actually makes sense mm -hmm. um, because it is safe to use. And uh, the thing only is, do we need shampoo? Right, but for those yeah. that were looking for it, yeah. and you know, sometimes, you know, when you are extra grimy and depending on what you do sometimes, <laughs> yeah. uh, it does feel nice to actually wash it. Um, but I found that really interesting about the soap nuts. And then plus also, instead of just putting them in the little pouch or the sachet, yeah. um, you can boil them down and then use the concentrate from them that way too. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's about storing them in the refrigerator to make them last longer. Anything on that? I don't know. I, I, I don't, I haven't stored them that way. Mm -hmm. They are just uh, in my kitchen. Yeah. Yeah, definitely going to get some and experiment with them. Yeah, that is, uh, that's the next thing that we're going to try. <laughs> I like that. Mm -hmm. <laughs> okay, what other questions that we have? Come on, people, we should not have a lack of a ton of questions. <laughs> um, Debbie says the liquid iodine burns her throat. And her sister-in-law swears we all need it. I have never drank liquid iodine, so I'm not sure. No, and um, I wonder in what ways he would swear that we all need it. And um, it, it, it does not make any sense that we have to add isolated chemistry made in a lab that's foreign to the body and we all need it. Here we get again with what, how much sense is that? And, and sometimes I hear people like, oh yeah, but it is healthy for you. This, this was not about iodine, it was about something else. It is healthy for you and I've already been using it for 10 years. And I'm like, you're using it like you would use pharmaceuticals, like a treatment. Mm -hmm. and, and it doesn't make sense, you know, when, when we use, um, the formulas, the herbal formulas, you use them for three months at the most. And then you stop for a while and you see, you know, how far did, did I get, you know, is do I still have the same symptoms? Do I need to change something in my diet? And please know that your diet always comes first. It's not the herbs. It's not everything that any other thing that you add to it. It's about what you leave out. And if you, if I hear people say, oh, but my diet is mostly fruit, but I'm not losing weight or I'm not healing, then I'm always curious as what is the rest. And that can even be, be that one avocado or that, that one cooked food uh, a day that is stopping you from getting where you want to be healthy, healthier. And so that is where you have to look at and not, not uh, add anything to it. It doesn't matter how many products come up in front of you and how great they are. Don't use them as a treatment. It doesn't make sense. Now with the, um, 
with the uh, iodine, but I have heard if you, you know, sometimes the dose has very little in it. And if there is an issue where you would need more iodine and you, you would have that stuff in the bottle, put a drop in your navel. And I cannot even tell you if it is good or bad for you. You always have to, you know, use your own, uh, own how you feel about it and maybe muscle test with it. And um, for muscle testing, and yeah, I have to talk about that, muscle testing. There are several ways that you can do it. And I figured out the easiest way that I can do anywhere where I am. If I want to know it, even in a grocery store, if I want to know if a certain fruit, if it's not organic, if I should buy it, um, it's put your, um, what did they call that? Your, your um, vice finger in, 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 it's vice finger in Dutch, uh, point, your point the pointer finger? finger, pointer. Say that again. Your pointer finger. Pointer finger, okay. You put your pointer finger together and uh, together with your thumb and you interlock them from both your hands. Now, if it is an, uh, if it is, if you want to pull it apart and it is weak, that means a no. And if it's very strong and you can you cannot really pull it apart, that is the yes. And you can always test that with yourself. It's like, give me a yes, then it's strong. And it's like, give me a no. And there it goes. You cannot keep it together. And I found this such an interesting way of doing it. So I have been using it a lot, but you know, now I got to a point that you know, I, I buy organic and, uh, and I know which oranges I can buy that those are not organic. So it makes it easier. Mm -hmm. It's just another way of listening to our body because yeah, we, we know everything. All answers lie within us. It's within the temple, the temple that is within us. And the question, is green tea good for us? Oh boy, I wish. <laughs> Caffeine. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's, um, it's now, oh, what is it? Nine years ago, I think I had a heart attack and I was always drinking this uh, matcha tea. It's a uh, strong green tea. I absolutely loved it. Well, I was told you better not do that for a while. And it was getting kind of scary, you know, like, yeah, let's stay away. And then I met Dr. Morse and it was like, you know, it's a stimulant and um, don't, don't do it. Mm -hmm. Just so a I, coffee. Yeah, yeah it's, um, some things are a stimulant and an irritant, but the green tea is definitely an irritant. And my gosh, there are so many, you know, great herbal teas. And um, I, for me, I like the, uh, the lemon balm, especially in the evening, uh, lemon balm tea. And uh, during the day I have fresh um, spearmint, peppermint. And of course, you know, I drink the kidney, sometimes and I drink the kidney tea or the uh, stomach tea, which, you know, helps healing your stomach, your GI tract actually. I am not a tea drinker, so I really cannot say. Um... If they're like herbal mixes that, you know, I'm trying to do something with that's different, but even then it's like, hold my nose and drink it down. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. No, it, it's, uh, it, I actually, I enjoy tea, but I, I was a big tea drinker and now it's usually one cup, two cups a day at the most. Um, I see Katie had another question. What do you put on a cut that is starting to look red? I usually don't put anything on it. I have a small, tiny cut in my finger now. And my finger is, my tip of my finger is all red. I just let it go. Mm -hmm. um, but if you, you feel that um, you want to clean it out, uh, you can uh, put it in warm uh, water with baking soda or salt. What about calendula uh, salve? Calendula, my favorite. Oh my gosh. We, I always have stories. <laughs> stories are good. Way back when <laughs> I was traveling um, with my, um, the father of my daughter, I should say now my ex, and uh, he got into an accident and he had a lot of um, junk in his arm and same, same thing happened to my husband when he was a motorcycle accident and he had road rash in his, um, 
in his knee and in his arm and, and with the road rash, uh, he, uh, it was picked out by the doctor. The doctor was almost in tears, it was so bad. But I knew about calendula. And in Holland, we have calendula with wolfet. Uh, wolfet is, um, um, oh my God, what is wool? Isn't it like lanolin? Lanolin, mm -hmm. yes, there you go. And that was back then, it's been quite a few years and it was, it didn't have any other junk in it. When you see the same brand now, it has all kinds of junk added to it. Mm. But back then it was, it was very clean. So we put that on it and twice a day cleaned it out and it pulled out all the, uh, all the little, little uh, stones, you know, and sand and it healed beautifully. Even when you have any any cut, you put that on, you know, it heals. So yes, I am a big fan of uh, of calendula. Thank you for bringing it up. And don't forget, like of course, if you're a non mediator and have been on the path of detox, you can just lick your cut. I mean, our own saliva can help with that too. Oh, also, yeah. Well, should you have then alkaline uh, saliva? You should. <laughs> yeah. Do we have that all? I don't think so. Not all of us. <laughs> no. So yeah, the, the, the calendula is something we always have uh, in the house. So I I barely use it because whatever cut I have, it's like it heals. And you know what? The beauty is when you are on all fruit or mostly fruit, definitely all raw, and you don't eat any animal-derived uh, um, foods, you heal so much faster. We're like superheroes. <laughs> I mean, you're just like, what? <laughs> yeah, it, it's like, you don't even, you don't even worry about it. Uh -uh, no, yeah. my favorite little thing is like when, what I like to do now, because I hated it so much when I was a kid, but like if you had something on your mouth or on your face, your mom would like lick her thumb and then go to wipe your face. And you're like, oh my gosh, what are you doing? So I do that to my son now and he hates it as well. <laughs> but I find joy in it because I'm like, this is healing stuff. You come here. <laughs> he does not like it. Um, there was one more other thing at the top here where Grant says that he is afraid to kind of talk about it, but not needing to shower as often anymore on this uh, path. Yeah, Again, another great benefit, huh? <laughs> True, because your your sweat doesn't stink and it shouldn't stink. And uh, when I read, he was he was drinking eight to ten cups of coffee a day. I sure hope that was that was oh the really gosh. you know American weak coffee. <laughs> Oh, and not and not the uh the uh you know strong strong espressos that i used to drink oh my gosh yeah it's amazing when, when i used to drink coffee i would drink cream myrrh with a little coffee added to it so i oh, can yeah. imagine <laughs> what that was <laughs> yeah and that was not good either and you think you did something good because you know now the coffee was not so strong and then of all things you added milk <laughs> yeah oh yeah um the soap nut question about like they feel like it didn't really get the clothes as clean i was gonna try the i've actually never used the soap nuts like in their raw form like putting in a sachet i was gonna do the boiling down method as well put it in there as a concentrate and then see how that worked as well i still need to figure out what all to use like in an he washing machine and whatnot but I have a ringer washer from the 1950s. It's like brand new and I love using that thing. So um, I don't necessarily worry so much about what to put in my HE washer, but um, I'm definitely gonna experiment with that to see if stuff comes clean because like I said, I, I we work outside, I have a farm and animals. So our clothes do get a little bit stinky sometimes. Um, but that's another crazy thing. Like I actually enjoy the way stuff smells on the farm, but a lot of other people don't. Um, so I will see how that turns out. Yeah, it's, um, I actually, I, I think that hot water can clean it without any added soap. Um, I've had certain soaps that were supposed to be um, safe, healthier, and when the clothes dried, they're kind of stinky. 
And for the longest time, we couldn't really figure out what, what happened with it. And then it's like, okay, let's use something else or nothing at all. And, um, but there are certain, certain clothes that came out smelly and they didn't go in smelly. <laughs> that was the weird thing. Is this when you were in Florida, you're saying? Yeah. And I do not, that is, so for my clothes, it's tap water that's being used. Mm-hmm. And Florida so, water has a, 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 I mean, maybe if you're in Florida, you don't smell it anymore, but it definitely has a different scent <laughs> and taste than yeah, water from up north. <laughs> Some days, I, someday I will put in a, a whole house water filter in it. Mm -hmm. That's the other thing with my water filter uh, or with my water. The tap water goes into uh, a filter and I use the um, Alexa Pure. Um, it is, um, it looks like the um, um, Berkeley, mm -hmm. um, but it, it's actually cheaper and it, it, it even filters better. And um, I, I have four, four big filters in it and uh, so that it filters faster. And I only need to replace them once every three years. Yeah. So it's kind of amazing. Like 6,000 gallons of water or something. Yeah. yeah. And it go, from there, it goes to a distiller. Mm -hmm. Now, I, I bought that distiller, I think, around $70 on eBay. I just now saw them that they are around $100, but I think it's still kind of cheap. But, oh, boy, when you look at what is in that filter, uh, in that, in that um, uh, distiller, so much junk. It's unbelievable. Mm -hmm. And then you think that, that the water filter takes everything out because my, my, all my cats get that filtered water but then you look at it and it's like i'm not so sure that is even healthy for them yeah so yeah a lot of things in the water a lot of things being discussed now yeah especially um, i learned from dr morris what his favorite water was aquapana we have mentioned this before here Mm -hmm. And it's water, spring water from Tuscany. And people can say, yeah, it has inorganic in uh, minerals in it. Well, I think throughout life, always people have been drinking water from springs. But there is another thing, and I don't know if we ever talked about that. And it's like, when you look at how we are built, are we supposed to drink water? I mean, can we get on our knees and then, um, you know, and then lick the water from a stream or do we, you know, well, you can put it in your hands and then, you know, lick it or drink it from that way. But somebody pointed that out to me. It's like we're not even built to drink water. No, and that we're was, <laughs> Yeah, we're not like cats, you know, if you see how a cat drinks water or a dog. We don't have that that tongue for it, you know. We need to have it in in a cup, otherwise we cannot drink water. And so then our, you, yeah, I was gonna say, is our stomach okay to even ingest water, say out of a stream or anything like that? Either uh, not not anymore. But well, you know. yeah, uh, but that was be my next question too. Was I have no idea, like what like were streams like absolutely pure many, many, many years ago where we could necessarily drink from them? Or has there always been some kind of parasite or something in that water anyway? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And you come back to the, you know, water, the, the fruit has water, but I can see where, you know, uh, well, apples do have a lot of uh, uh, liquids in it. Mm -hmm. would it be enough you know to sustain your body and then people always say oh you made out so so this this much uh, per percentage this high percentage of water so you're supposed to drink water and mm -hmm. i do agree when you're detoxing and you need to get all the toxins out of your body yes you do need to drink water but after that we can probably be you know without water and just rely on what is in the fruit yep when I did that one time, or I, I didn't even do it consciously, I, uh, I just forgot to drink water because, you know, I felt hydrated. But um, I wasn't. And because I wasn't healed yet, and I got um, wrinkly fingers, you know, the fingertips got wrinkly. And, uh, and I got constipation. So that shows you 
So for people who have constipation, it's always good to think about, you know, how much do you really drink? And every and any time when you hear you need to drink so much for uh, if you have uh, this much weight and you need to drink this much, you know, this many ounces of water and, and that you drink like, oh, at least a gallon. No, you don't. But, you know, if you don't if you don't uh, drink any any juices or you don't have juicy fruits, then yeah, be aware you do need uh, you do need more water. I'm a terrible water drinker. And even when I get water, I'm, I'm not even that good at drinking it. <laughs> I add um, to the distilled water, I add lemon and a little maple syrup. My fruit juices though. Yeah, I can I have to slow myself. <laughs> They're so good. Um, there's a question about trying to find oranges, good oranges with seed in them finding any seeded fruit nowadays is almost impossible. And I know that we did discuss a couple podcasts ago where Tony was talking about putting together a group on a freak sense world where we could share different local areas, like in your own community, maybe like using the map or whatever over there on that. If you have a good place to find fruit, people could maybe go to, or if you have a good place online, you can post about it and whatnot as well. But it's very hard to find real fruit with real seed in it. You I mean, you'll find watermelon with seed in it, but that's not the seed that we're thinking about. Or my oranges will even have seed in them as well, but those are not the real seeds that we're talking about. No, but that is another thing where you cannot really worry about because you do it what you can get. And um, I have not had any seed in Florida, you know, no seeded oranges, no seeded um, uh, watermelons, no seeded grapes. And tangerines um, used to have a lot of seeds. This year, no seeds. Uh, Katie, thank you for being here. We'll, uh, I'm sure we will hear from you again. And I love to. <laughs> Thanks for yeah. being here. Yeah. <laughs> And Grant, I don't know anything about nine elements laundry detergent. Do you know anything about that, Tony? No. no. Nine elements. But I do know that the free and clear stuff um, that you'll find, in my opinion, I should say, um, any store-bought laundry detergent is not going to be good for you or the environment and the dryer sheets as well. Um, do a yeah. little bit more research into that, I could say, and form your own opinions. I have. Um, um, I, I just, a few months ago, I got this package with, uh, not dryer sheets, but uh, detergents. And um, and then I looked on, and it was like safe and in, in anything and everything they could come up with. And I'm looking around now and I don't see them. So they're probably near the, the washer and the dryer. But um, um even there there were so many things added to it and yeah we we always say you know um if we cannot eat it don't put it on your skin but then we do wash our clothes in the the junk tap water and then we add all kind of chemicals uh, with uh, with the dish with um, laundry soap and then we wear our clothes and still get it in the body. Mm -hmm. It's it's a tough, it's it's not easy to do, but we do what we can. And so be aware of it and, and see how it works. If you, I mean, I could hand wash my stuff in, in, uh, in uh, distilled water. I mean, my God, how much distilled water do you really need for that to, to wash? Mm -hmm. And um, <laughs> that, that reminds me of my mother who always had to, um, had an, uh, a big uh, tub on the on the heater on the on the stove actually, and uh, that's how the the laundry was done on a Monday. Mm -hmm. On a Tuesday, drying in the Netherlands it was always raining, and on a Wednesday, folding, folding mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> and ironing. <laughs> I I wonder if ocean water would clean your clothes, especially if you had access to the ocean. And, so, um, then, so, but then you get to salt water. Who knows? Right. You know, you cannot put salt water in your uh, probably not in your in your uh, 
in your washer. I don't know. Well, I mean, like soak it in like a five gallon yeah. bucket or something like that. And yeah. then take your clothes out and rinse them really well. But then of course you're putting, like you said, that junk tap water and yeah. Lord knows what's in the water. <laughs> yeah. 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 And, and, and laundry, uh, these, um, laundry, uh, sheets, or I mean, dryer sheets. Oh my gosh. Yeah, Sometimes when I out, I mean, and my my neighbors have that have that going, and it's like, ugh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if you want to have your your clothes soft and uh, and and smell fresh, actually, um, you have these wool balls, mm-hmm. and I have used them. Now they are actually cat toys because I didn't feel it made a difference with what I was doing, and I never used the uh, the dryer sheets anyway. But um, I got across those um, those wool balls to put in your dryer, and um, mm-hmm. <laughs> salt water turns your clothes very stiff. Well, you gotta rinse them. Yeah, definitely <laughs> rinse them. <laughs> yes. Oh, oh my God. gosh. Yeah, that, that is true because when you when you've been swimming in the ocean, you come out and you you know you take your clothes off, you bring it home, and it dries up. Yeah, it, it gets stiff. Oh yeah. There's some of the, um, some of the soldiers, they would wear their uniforms for so many days at a time because they didn't have access to change or shower or anything that their pants would almost stand up on their own (laughs) (laughs) from all the, their, their body leaking out all the salt in the desert. (laughs) I remember those pictures. Oh my gosh. What a wonderful show today and um, very um, active comments. We love that. We would love for some of you all to call in and actually speak with us. We'd love to hear your stories as well. Absolutely. You beat me to it. I was just going to say we reached an hour again. (laughs) Great minds think alike, right? (laughs) Yeah, well, we all have a clock in front of us. (laughs) This is... is I have in every room of my house, I have a clock. I don't know why, because there is a clock on my computer. I do not need to know the time. Well, if I want to be on time to talk to my clients, of course I do. But I, I'm usually on my, if I'm away from the computer, I'm pretty much on my phone. Um, and, and, but I do love to have clocks in my house. And I have really pretty clocks. They have to be pretty. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like pieces of art but it's like you know the the weird thing of time yeah we talk about that another time yes (laughs) and yes we do need to clean up our water system some someday we will (laughs) yes someday (laughs) okay yeah everybody we love you i mean it's so amazing to have this group here in uh, it will be growing there's always afterwards you know when it's uh, the show is posted there are always a few hundred people listening in so that's good um i would love to have more people here but maybe we cannot even handle more questions <laughs> <laughs> but we'll find we'll find a way so the more yeah that's that's true <laughs> we, we just we just split it up we, we we'll talk like person. those auctioneers <laughs> <laughs> we use this soap and use this shampoo and use <laughs> yeah well let's let's not well okay thank you again sarah yeah. i love you you i mean it's amazing to be here with you the the energy is absolutely perfect it's great and uh, i enjoyed it a lot and till the next time absolutely thank you all bye-bye We hope you enjoyed this episode of the Health Q&A with Tony Wheel. Please see the show notes for ways to reach out to Tony and how you can submit your questions for the show.